Here's to the night we <laughs> felt alive. Um, um, is anything else? Let's see. Um, and the killer put his boots on. <laughs> and he walked on down the hall. Hey, folks. Welcome to Cold Dog Soup Presents That's Discussing. 53. Woo. God, we met a lot of podcasts, man. We really are dedicated to this as an art form. Uh, 152. 142 total. No, no. Oh, but with the repeats, eh, yeah, we'll say 142. We'll nice round number. Yeah. Um, well, Shawnee Baby, I am a... Congratulations. emotional fucking wreck right now. Are in just, order. Just a wreck. Uh, What's that, big buddy? Oh my god, I am just now in the decompression phase of running the final show for Platinum Championship Wrestling, the show that I have booked and promoted and ran for the last um, four years, July, four or five years, give or take, Um, the show that I've been going to since... Arkansas versus Alabama 2010, because yes, I do <laughs> cast all dates as in relation to when Alabama was playing. Well, I was going to say that, yeah, I remember, uh, so I recently came to visit you in Atlanta uh, two weeks ago, and it was five years to the date the last time I visited you in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, and even though you've visited me in D.C. X number of times, and sex number of times <laughs> and um during that weekend in which we played virginia tech at the georgia dome uh y- i went to a wrestling show with you and that was pcw platinum championship wrestling and you were cut co- you were just starting to be part of the show yeah, yeah, just start. Well, not even that show, just starting to be part of the business. I was doing stuff other places, still hadn't been hadn't done anything there, which was crazy in its own right. You were um, sitting in the front row with your yeah, friends yeah, and doing the shit that I do, yeah. being talking shit. And from from that seat, I took the seat and 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 took over the thing, um, sort of jointly with other people in the beginning. But by the end of it, it was just all on me and. For, for, for reasons that are not interesting to this discussion, it was time for us to, to shut it down and move on. But this is the thing that was that that meant a tremendous amount to me. I mean, it's just, I mean, it really did. Yeah. And, and it, it bigger than being stupid wrestling either. I mean, like, when I came to Georgia, um, I knew my wife, my daughter, and, you know, the five or six people that I worked with that also moved over from Huntsville. Mm-hmm. And literally no one else. That was it. And, you know, we did what people do. You know, you, you go find new restaurants and you go to the stupid this thing and the big dumb this thing and the stupid that thing. But, you know, that's tourist shit. And once all that stuff's out and you're a resident, you got to find some 
actual stuff to do and some people. There's only so many times you can go to the Coca-Cola bottle. My God, if I see another stupid fish or eat another varsity thing, I'm done with it. <laughs> eat another <laughs> eat another varsity thing? Yeah, that's essentially what you get at the varsity. Let me get one of your varsity things and could you yell at me some? With the code? Oh, yeah, All sure. right, I'll be sick later. Don't worry about it. Dope um, AF. But I just Googled one time independent wrestling Atlanta, Georgia. And I find, you know, the various things, but I find this one that has cool pictures and they have a list of their roster. And on that roster are two people, one named Dwight Power and <laughs> his his manager, Rachel Tension. Ooh, that sounds right down your alley, man. <laughs> and it was right down my alley. And I started going to that show and blah, 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 blah. And I wind up, those people become my friends. You know, those people become my, my Georgia family. I see people from that show more often than I see just about anybody else in the world, other than the people that you know, I go work with literally every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, man, you know, it was, it, I am, I am privately pretty emotional, but publicly never. <laughs> just, you know, come on, I'm not, talk about sure. feelings, no, 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 no. And, but when you're, when you're in the midst of a thing, logistically I had a show to put on. Yeah. And so I really didn't think about it too much until the drive down. I, that is the, that is the, my most raw emotional time is the drive to and from something. That is where I can have some coming to some real doozies for myself. <laughs> um, yeah. Is driving. Um, but I was driving and like every fucking song felt like it was just a, a knife to my throat. Um, oh yeah. I had to, I had to go to, if you, if I'm just going and listening to rap music, then that means I want to be emotionally disconnected. I got, if, if I fucking, if a slide guitar comes in here, I'm going to wreck this car. So one time, <laughs> one time, not to derail this, but one time I, uh, <clears throat> coped with a breakup by watching human centipede two. <laughs> Sounds like the move, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Cause like, I remember saying, well, this movie is not going to remind me anything of, of this <laughs> Except for that butt. Well, sure. And the eating of that. But at any rate. <laughs> at any rate. At any rate. So the, the, I was doing pretty good. The day got a little rough right in the early stages. And I was like, all right, I got to go pick up my mean wrestlers. And they'll be mean to me if they think I've been crying all day. So I got to suck it up. But at any rate. Uh-huh. Yeah, we get to the show. And, and it, it is unequivocally the best show we've ever done. There's just no getting around it. It was... I couldn't have I couldn't have took taken a video game controller and ran the show, you know, any better. It was everything I wanted it to be. And um, then the thing is over. And I'm like, oh my god! And I'm the, the my whole point of bringing this up is like, I want to talk about the various finales of things, whatever they might be, that fucking just rip your damn guts out, that just pull the guts right out of your chest and throw them in your face. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause that was certainly, you know, that was a huge one for me and it was, you know, you have all those emotions because it's your thing. It's bittersweet. Obviously it's sweet. I'm glad that we got to go out on our sword. We went out on our feet. We went out with a full house. We went out with a great show. We did all the stuff that needed to be done. And, and we got to go out. We got to walk out of there with our heads up. We you died you. with your boots on. Died with our, you are, as we died with our fucking boots on. Um, and so there is a local wrestling journalist here <laughs> named Larry Goodman. And Larry is well-respected and he's very good at what he does. And I mean, he is very honest and he's very raw. Who and does he work it, for? Is he freelance? Um, he's a freelance. He's a freelance okay. guy. 
But if if you are off your game, Larry will rip your shit right out of your chest. He don't give a fuck. He'll he'll give you hell. And all the boys, all the wrestlers are kind of always looking at it with a slight because every compliment is backhanded. Also, very catty this Goodman is. <laughs> but the last the last line of his review of our show, which was very overwhelmingly positive, the last <laughs> the last line of the review is for a moment. Hankins laid his head on the turnbuckle and wept. <laughs> I was like, you know is what? that true? Oh, absolutely. It's like God's oh. honest truth. I was like, what a fucking, <laughs> what a fucking send off. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. It sounds like the, it sounds like the ending of the worst novel ever though. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like the wrestler. It sounds like the, uh, a, a more boring end to the wrestler. As the crowd chanted Ram Jam. For a moment, <laughs> Hankins led on the turn, hang his head on the turnbuckle. Can you imagine and if Darren Aronofsky like gave an ending to that film? It would have been so shitty. Oh, th- there's no get it. There's no good way around it. There's nothing to do. There's no, no- there's no way to end that movie. There's no. just no way, dude. Except I'm for the tell way you, um, that was a documentary. <laughs> like there, that is a. Was doc- that just Randy Savage? Uh, well, it was. It's every. It's Wrestler X. There was, I mean, you know, there were Jake the Snake overtones to it, but that really just comes from the relationship with his daughter, and that's kind of yeah. Jake is sort of the poster child for that because of another wrestling documentary. But I, I mean, everything I bet, about that was was spot on. Yeah, I bet that. I mean, how many how many wrestlers have worked at the deli counter at Publix? You know, all. Oh. <laughs> yeah, probably probably a lot, probably a shit ton. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's, well, fuck. Well, it's just like the guy from the Cosby Show that just got caught yeah. working at Trader Joe's. Yeah, and they tried to shame him for having a fucking job. Oh my God, you got bills to pay. You're a fucking asshole. And he's like, "Well, <laughs> um, the I was getting a lot of residual checks until everybody found out the guy that made that show was an asshole. So <laughs> next time you guys want to protest and get something taken off the air, remember you're not just hurting the one dude. <laughs> well." We can talk about that on a different show, but but I I, I think I, I think the problem at, at the at the uh, at the core there is Fox News trying to job shame Jeffrey Owens or whatever the hell his name is for actually holding a holding a respectable job. I love that we will tack shame to the end of anything now. Oh, of course, <laughs> that guy totally coffee shamed me for putting in two creamers. Well, we we've been president shaming our commander in chief. Oh damn! <laughs> but so, what is what is something that has ended in your life that of, of, of like entertain? You know, I'm not talking about your fucking dog yeah. dying or some shit. But like, what's sure. a thing that shouldn't have meant as much to you as it did that ended and it fucking broke you into a heap? Uh. It's it's big. It's it's probably either been moving to DC. I mean, I remember you. You were. You were the last person that I think I saw in Huntsville. <clears throat> uh, I I think I had like several going going away parties every single night at different bars in Huntsville before I moved to DC. And I remember that you were the last person to basically take me to my car on the last night. And I remember that was really the send off that really hit me. Um, of course, I think I left at 5 a.m. the next morning and I said goodnight, uh, goodbye to my dad right before he went to work. He worked very early and we both kind of cried then. Um, I had a Hill job. Very different reasons than you. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> he was his, his, 
his his tears were his were tears of joy. Um, <laughs> but but no, I I think that and you know uh, the first the first guy that I went to DC to work for. Um, you know, I've always, this should not be a shock to, to any listener of the show that I've always, I've always worked for democratic, uh, candidates and, uh, members of Congress. Um, but he ended up switching parties and then I, I quit my first job in DC because of that. And I kind of started crying because I felt like, you know, this is disrespectful to people who have actually served in the armed armed services, but I felt like I was in battle with the, with you know my my coworkers for almost two years, just constant a barrage of constant attacks from the other side, and it's you know I mean I had to I had to go to the doctor because I was smoking a pack a day and drinking like five Red Bulls and five cups of coffee a day during the campaign. 10 years ago. And it just, you know, that was all, that all came crashing to an end within a day. So I think it's, that's probably the closest thing I've ever, I guess it's similar to yours because yeah. this is, yeah. this is a job to you as well. I oh, mean, it's, certainly, it's, certainly it's a labor of love, but yeah. I don't think either one got into, either one of us got into whether it's wrestling or uh, politics because we just wanted to cash a check. Right. You certainly could have done easier things to make your living. Than what you chose to do, could and I certainly Domino's. Yeah, it's true. And I certainly could have, you know, went on with my career and just watched wrestling. And yeah, absolutely, it's, it's yeah. a very similar vein. And you know, both of us kind of had the rug pulled out from under us in in a way. Mine, mine was re- related to building logistics and all that. But I mean, still, it was. That, that's what makes a finale even worse. Is like when it's not your choice to yeah. do it when you yeah, are exactly forced into the thing. Oh, it will just make you, and man, there it's. It is a it's, very difficult pain to deal with because there is no real salve for it. No, and you know what the the only the closest thing to a salve is fucking like shitty songs, mm-hmm. like horrible songs, like Eve Six is Here's to the Night or like Vitamin C Graduation. <laughs> when those songs start to fucking make sense. <laughs> You know you are in you dire straits. You are in it, baby. You are way down in it when you're like, you know what? I finally understand why Boys to the Men into the road was so popular. <laughs> like, like I get, I get. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, I remember I. Uh, went over to a girlfriend's house one time and then she ended up dumping me. And then on my way home, this was a time when I was listening to the band Spoon all, 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 like every single day. And the, the, the very next song that came on when I got back in my car was a song called Advanced Cassette. And it includes the line, don't say I've lost you, Advanced Cassette. Oh no, I just can't believe it. And I'm just like, come the fuck on, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's like that scene in Basketball. look up ahead there's a truck changing lanes you got some sore on your upper lip um but no so there's there's a difference between that when like a song that you actually like and 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 that would you know kind of i mean i've been like driving down the road and dire straits romeo and juliet comes on or hallelujah by john kale or something like that comes on Songs that are, are uh, flying over water by Jason Isbell that, that have certain lines that just make you cry, yeah. e- even though you're not going through any <laughs> any adversity in your no life. Relatable thing right now, but something about that line is a knife, just a knife. But when um, you have to turn to shitty pop songs in the 2000s, 
when like Days of the New was a oh, band, God, and like oh, God. Puff, Puff Daddy was singing songs like "Don't Worry If I Write Rhymes, I Write Checks" with oh, Travis God. Barker of of Blink One Eighty Two. Like it's it's when you when you turn to those kind of times, you know it's you know you you are just looking for any excuse to get it out. And, and I think that is the, like you said, that's the only road, the only path through that hell is to literally go down through it and come out the other side. You can't go, it is, it, in a razor town, <laughs> the only thing that matters yeah. tends to bring you down. There ain't no way around, but maybe you can barrel through, because a razor ain't no good for you. Um, that is, you gotta get down in the mud with these things. Um, yeah. And the longer you try to avoid it, the the worse it will get for any time that, for this specific pain specifically because it's also one of those things that no one else can relate to in that whatever the thing is that meant something to you so much probably didn't mean anything to them it's not it's not the death of a relative that all of us can we we understand how that feels we understand how that's big nobody understands why the death of the wrestling company or whatever your so your boss changed parties okay i get it it's not optimal but you're there to do a job you're doing the same job. Just do your job. Um, people can't relate to those particular things and whatever thing it is. They don't understand that. It's like uh, I was having a discussion with a friend of mine who's going through some rough a rough patch. And uh, she's got a thing that's wrong with her. But you really can't. There's no outward symptoms. You know, it's all internal stuff. Thank you for and- protecting my anonymity by <laughs> switching my gender. <laughs> but I was, saying, I was like, yeah, I understand why you are so frustrated because people can't fucking... They can't put their finger on anything that they can't see or have an immediate connection. If it's cancer, yeah, we know how to deal with that. But yeah. if it's, there's a bug in my foot and it keeps biting from the inside, but you can't see it. Yeah. It's hard to do. Um, it's mm-hmm. odd. You, you mentioned the night that you left town. We were listening in the Walgreens parking lot. Probably we were on our way to buy Dwight Yoakam's Take'ems if I had to guess. Oh, fuck. Um, that fucking centromatic, there's mass destruction. Line. It's a song about leaving. We can't go on without you and when that band fucking broke up, I yeah. still that hurt struggle. You. Oh, it still <laughs> yeah. it still hurts me. Um, I've probably listened to Isbel's uh, to a band I loved. I don't know, Oof. six eight times. Is that ever. about Centromatic? Yes, yes, that's awesome. It is it and is, and it's and, a and, fucking killer. As as a as an, a person as an aside <clears throat> to that, but it's it's. Related to how how cool it is to see when Jason Isbell likes things that you like that aren't like giant superstars. Yes, yes. Because yes. because when Jason Isbell tweets some like one liner on Twitter and you see like Andy Richter like it or something like that, so weird, right? Um, it's like, man, this is the guy who like wouldn't look me in the eye at uh, at the smokehouse <laughs> in, in Florence. Like this is the guy that remembered my friend Matt's name. And like talk to him, but you know wouldn't shake my hand or whatever. This is the guy that like ran up and and to do Psycho uh, Killer and and played Psycho Killer uninvited. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, it was Isbel who I knew Centromatic because uh, my wife listened to them, um, but Isbel introduced me to Will, who was in the band. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just it, but man, that fucking thing. They had the best I've posters. Had, I've had bands. I hadn't had a lot of bands break up. Like the Pumpkins were a band I love, and they kind of wax and wane, but not break up. You know, anybody else were either already dead or broke up before I got into them. But I haven't really had to go through that with a band that I love that broke up. 
Uh, yeah. Members might change, but Centromatic stopped, and it man, it it really was probably it was problematic as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, but that fucking song to a band I love is just it. It's as sad to me as any sad song is. It, it just gets me. Oh god, God, what are you yep. gonna do when Weezer breaks up? <laughs> I think we've already covered that. <laughs> that I I jumped off that train a long, long time ago. No, and you, no I, I while while you were talking just now, I'm trying I'm trying to think of if that's really happened to me because you know I remember loving Everclear and they fucking suck now. <laughs> um, still together, I think too. They played here not long ago. Of course, they're still together. Of course, they are. Um, but yeah, I, I just I don't see like. I can't remember. I do remember when I was a kid and I found out that Shannon Doherty, who played Brenda Walsh on 90210. <laughs> by the way, I'm white. I don't know if we've ever met. Um, I was balls out in love with Shannon Doherty and I found out that she got married or something like that. Oh, oh, that's a good one. That is good. Yes. And I was, like, so distraught, and I, like, talked to my mom about it, and she was like, yeah, I felt the same way when Michael Landon from, uh, uh, whatever, Home Home on the Prairie, I'm like, bitch, I ain't trying to talk! You're Cradle (laughs) Robin mom, tell me about it. I'm not, I'm I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to talk about Shannon Doherty here, not Michael Landon. (laughs) You had Highway to Heaven? Like, she, she just, um... But yeah, and it, it's so it's so stupid because it it's like so yeah, stupid, then right? then you would have had a chance. Yeah, but it's yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the same way that both you and I probably hate Bone Iver, Bon I whatever his name is, because he dated Kathleen Edwards. Oh, uh, that once. son of a bitch, he's dead to me. He's fucking like, dead to me. Like, it doesn't her reading her tweet about her. I think I don't think I think she married like a straight like a, a square. Um, like a business dude now. Um, reading her tweet about her husband and her stepkids is as if I was reading about my ex-girlfriend. Fucking. <laughs> There's no, the emotion is exactly the same. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. And I tell you, you and I were talking in the car the other day about um, the look that Jason Isbell's wife uh, Amanda Shires gives him in the NPR Tiny Desk concert uh, while they're playing uh, Chaos and Clothes. And it's like, I don't know who I'm more jealous of, to be honest. <laughs> like, I don't either. I don't either. I don't know if I'm... But those are two crazy kids in love. Yeah, and it's it's that thing that they have that allowed him to write fucking If We Were Vampires... Which is the ultimate finale song. Oh my God. But it's talking about a finale in the future, which is brilliant. I don't know how it took so long for someone to, to be able to put that down on a sheet of papyrus, as someone <laughs> on the show used to say. Um, yeah, it, it reminds me of, uh, there, there's some there's some movie, <laughs> I mean, God knows, any, any fucking movie about vampires that, uh, in the past 30 years have, have tackled that you live forever and, you know... Love, love doesn't mean as much and stuff. But there was this one with Tilda Swinton, and I can't remember what it was called. <clears throat> but uh, I think it kind of it kind of touched on that. And and the second I I heard that song by Jason Isbell, um, if we were vampires, man, that shit it it cut it cuts deep, man. And these are all songs that can make you cry, but not, but actually do the job on their own. You don't need your heart ripped out by some dumb girl. No, no. 
Yeah. <laughs> you, need no help. you need zero help from that shit. Um, uh, and I know that thing's going to turn up on every episode of every TV show that wants to get you from now on. Also, this one's probably going to win an Oscar this year. Which I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to have that happen. I hope it happens, but I am not personally prepared for you it. Know, you know, you know, Isabel's gonna go straight for the egot. If that son of a bitch. <laughs> so his song, he, he has songs on some Showtime show. So he he, it's very possible he could win an Emmy. Could win a Grammy. Could he, win an Emmy. He's already won a Grammy. He's already won a Grammy. He he could. I mean, I, I a Star Is Born is getting a lot of buzz. He wrote what is probably going to be the lead, the, the the lead song off that soundtrack. Um, he's probably going to win an Oscar this year. And you would think that a Tony would be the second easiest award for a musician to win. I mean, I feel like there's going to be some Americana uh, Broadway show mm-hmm. at some point. I called if we were vampires. If you were to t- <laughs> if you were to tell me fucking ten years ago that Jason Isbell, oh. egot future egot winner, future egot winner Jason Isbell, my god, my god, when they make true when they make True Blood mm-hmm. the musical, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it'll somehow be less gay than the show, even though it's a musical. <laughs> yes, and he and he slightly rewrites if we were vampires to. Since we are vampires. Shit, comma. <laughs> Since we're vampires, I love you a whole lot less. <laughs> uh, this is for that Since niche crowd. Vampires. That niche Jason yes. Bull crowd. Very specific. Um, um, is there any TV show that ended that fucked you up? Oh my god. I hate... I really legitimately hate to, <laughs> to admit this, but... Um, I think I I think I've been on the record in the show saying that I I fell off from the office pretty damn hard. Yeah. Um in their in their later seasons. But I is, is I went over did? to a friend's house, a mutual office lover, um and a friend that also loved the office, not a friend from the office that was a <laughs> <laughs> um, mutual office lover. <laughs> yeah, no, she's just my mutual office lover. But she, um you share an office with this woman and a baby, <laughs> and we we watched the you know the last episode of The Office, and you know Michael comes back, and like she he like has this speech to Pam and all this stuff, and I just remember just trying to hold it, like sitting next to this person on the couch, just trying to hold in my tears because like that that legitimately fucked me up. Oh wow! Really? And I think that it is because a it was so bad in its later in its later years, and I think comedies probably have more more runway to do that to you than a Breaking yeah. Bad or something. Because yeah. you know you know they're going you know Vince Gilligan is going to end with you know everybody in Better Call Saul is going to die except for the people that you see in Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Yep. 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 Um. So. I mean, I, I, I think that comedies have more potential to really fuck you up in their series finale. Um, I had I had fallen off Friends before, you know, I, I think I watched the finale, but I was like, who, who the fuck cares? Uh, Seinfeld didn't, you know, didn't try to, to go that route. Um, how about you? Can't think of a single one that I gave a shit about. Um, the Leftovers was close. Yeah. It was close. 
and I liked the ending, but, you know, because that story is so big, it's hard to really even think of it as a finale. It felt like it was a finale of <laughs> the chapters that we were had to look into, but that world was so, uh, was so deep that you're thinking, well, what about this thing? This thing? And I don't mean that as like a, like a, a criticism. Yeah. I'm just like, that's the, that's the size of the story they were trying to tell. Um, everything else. I, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. I was like, I think after four seasons of anything, I have checked out. I don't think you can tell a story that long and have it be. Yeah. Have it be in. Oh, let me try to. Is there anything that. in? Oh, oh, fuck. Let me take it back. Let me walk that back. I do know one. I do know one. Um, it was um, Penny Dreadful. That one got me. Is that good? Is, is that over? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's it's been in my queue for three, four years. So, so I won't spoil it because I know a lot of people probably hadn't seen yeah. that show. But, um, so that show is um, a take on like Victorian. Victorian is that right? Is that the right time frame? Like old ass London. Uh, n- pip pip cheerio smokestacks. N- not not Victorian. Maybe uh, um, uh, the guy Elizabeth. The, I don't know. the the guy who wrote uh, Oliver. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but like it takes it takes all a lot of the uh, horror legends that we know, the Frankenstein, the vampire, the witch monster, the werewolf. Yeah. Um, and they're all in this world and, and things go on. And so um, there is it, it focuses on one character and sort of her deal and fills out the rest with with these ancillary ensemble. But it, I, I loved it. I absolutely adored it. And at the end of season, I want to say it was the end of season three, I think is what it had made to. The finale happens and something big happens. That is, that is sure. big. Oh my God. And you're like, holy shit, man, that was good. And then, you know, you start Googling around like, okay, when is season three going to come out? Six years or from whatever now. the next season is. And you find, oh no, they fucking canceled it. Oh yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> and and you realize it's like Wait, what happened with Deadwood. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to be able to retroactively go back and fix this other thing that just happened. Yeah, no, that was the end of it. So now you, that recontextualizes what you just saw. That one got me. I'm still bummed out about that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember speaking of that. There was. Um, there was a, I think it was the end of season two or three of X Files, which you know we're talking about ninety six at this point. Um, yeah, Mulder was locked in a train car full of like alien skulls in New Mexico, and I was like, "Alien skulls, New Mexico is where I went to college." <laughs> <laughs> and it it is legitimately like the first cliffhanger I ever experienced in life. And I was like, I am, I can't, I, I, I'm not waiting 90 <laughs> days for this shit. Back, back when there was only a 90 day gap between the, the finale and premiere of a season. And the next season. <laughs> now it's like, you know, a season ends in late March and it doesn't premiere until October. But the like, I mean, I was just like, what the fuck happened to Mulder dog? But now it's like, okay, well he'll be alive. It's fine. Whatever. Are you still with Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, has your interest waned significantly just because of the fucking gap between... Uh, it didn't help it for last season, and I know I'm probably going to have to rewatch at least the last season, if not a couple seasons before 2019, and maybe that's their 
I understand that it takes time to do something this grandiose, but come on, y'all. Like, I mean, like, come on, y'all. Like, for real. They, like, come on. For real, they're, like, Their last they're season was guys. seven eps. Yeah. And they're only going to do seven this, this next season. So, I, I don't know. It's just like... I want to know how it ends. I think like we pretty much all know how it ends now because like there's like they're probably going to kill Tyrion and it's probably going to be like Daenerys and Jon Snow as like joint Iron Throne holders or one of them is going to betray the other one at the last at the last moment. Like there's going to be a lot of triumphant deaths. Cersei's going to die. Jamie's going to die. Probably the entire Ty- Targaryen house is going to die. But it's just like at this point, because you give your audience so much time to speculate and theorize on where things are going, you pretty much have that, like, there are only a finite number of avenues that the story can go down now. Yeah. And the the actual ending has already been guessed on the internet, whatever it is, unless it's like Bill Cosby comes back and makes everybody put in pops and then, like, does, do, doesn't drug a bunch of women. Like, that's... That, yeah, like, that the, would be the, the most surprising scenarios, thing. Yeah, the only scenarios available are do exactly what the people have guessed through theories or come out of left field and do something ridiculous and piss everybody off. That's your options. Which I think um, was what The Sopranos did. <laughs> Man, talk... Uh, t- now, that is a show... I think they left... Uh, Sopranos was one of the first shows that... I think split up their later seasons. Um, it somehow worked when Breaking Bad did it. You know, they they had their and that was really just an AMC thing where they were like, okay, well, we're gonna do ten episodes first half of the season, then ten, then you, we're gonna make you wait for four months, and then we're gonna do the second half of the season. And I think Mad Men did that too, but again, that was AMC <clears throat> with um, Sopranos. I think that yeah, I think Sopranos was the first show that I've ever heard of that really made you wait for the last last season and man that like i hate i don't like any that's why i'm hard on like the four-year thing like i think after x amount of years i start to hate every character yeah just make a show and and end it and the thing is i'm still with the the original walking dead um, I, I genuinely love wow. love the show, but that's impressive. But like, there are there are entire like half seasons where I just like, I mean they they put out twenty episodes a, a season, <clears throat> or maybe it's sixteen. I think it's eight and eight. But they like honestly could cut a lot of fat. There's too many characters, and they're finally like getting to <clears throat> killing off a lot of main characters. They just killed off a major one at the, at the end of last season that everybody thought was going to be the direction of the entire show. Um, was it zombie head Jones? It was zombie head Jones, man. I thought you didn't watch the show. <laughs> uh, no, but you know, the, um, the, the creator of, of, of the comic, Robert Kirkman has said that he thinks the show could go on for 20 years. And I'm like, dude, no. <laughs> Why? Like, especially when you have a spinoff already, and you already have a crossover character that left the original and showed up in the other one in Los Angeles. The original show is in Georgia. I I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, um, by the time Breaking Bad was over, hated everybody. Um, still fucking still. I still hate Mike 
because of Breaking Bad, mm. like it, it cast a pall over all of I Better Love Call Mike. Mike. I love Mike because I hate. Oh God, I hate stupid Mike. I oh, I, hey, I loved it. I'm Sorry. really quiet and know all the stuff. Um, you guys think you know some stuff? Well, guess what? I know a lot. Of he knows stuff. a lot of hey, stuff. I'm gonna that spend was his character. But when he when he died and uh, and and it finally like <clears throat> shook Walter White from his uh, from his badass persona. And Mike was like, Walter, just let me fucking die in peace. peace. Would you shut the fuck up and just let me die in peace? And Walter's like, you know, I could have got the information from that woman. That is why, (laughs) that is part of the reason I hate him now is like, this fucking badass, the guy who's Gustavo Fring's right-hand man and who's inspecting all this shit and doing this thing, this this motherfucker got killed by a science teacher. Isn't that how life goes, though? No, it's not. It's not how life goes. That, that's how, like, you're looking for a video. Janet game Jackson said that's you're the way love for, like, goes. The, like it, it, like the the rational, logical <clears throat> clash of the titans, like Big Bad A versus Big Bad B. Big Bad B, by the way, my rap name, and Ooh, they, oh, <laughs> and know. like that's not how life is, man. Like the most powerful people in the world. Get flesh flesh eating bacteria, or die of a dumb disease, or get in a car wreck, and that's what ha- yeah, that's what happened you're, to you're Mike right. Erman Trout. And there's a show there's a show that uh there's a show that does that for me. It's called the, the News. news. <laughs> that's what I watch. I want if I want to see what happens in the real world, I watch that. If I want to have a good story told to me, uh, but you know I'm wrestling guy, so you 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 summed it up. You nailed me pretty good. I do want Big Bad A I to knew. fight Big Bad B because I, that's what we do. I knew I was setting myself up because I almost said you want like a good story. You want like. <laughs> When you watch TV, you want like a good story, and that's just not what life is, man. You are right. This is you're right, buddy. This is Breaking Bad, written by David Attenborough of <laughs> Planet Earth. <clears throat> no one's gonna get that. No one's gonna understand. That. It's deep. That's, I don't even know who some of those people are. Oh shit! <clears throat> Look it up. He makes great documentaries about the little things in life. Uh, yeah. Oh God! Oh, whoa, whoa! Hold on! Wait a minute! What? Oh God! Here he is talking to a rhino. Yeah, David Attenborough. Oh yeah, he's awesome. You, I don't think he's awesome. You just like smoke a bone and then just fucking watch that shit, man. You see like a grasshopper <laughs> get on some shit. Oh fuck! Smoke a bone. What year is this? <laughs> In two thousand and four. <laughs> Oh god! Smoke a spliff. Oh, fuck what, what, are the, me. what are the what do the, the kids call it these days? What do the kids say these days? I don't know that. Do they say chiefing on a hooter or old leg? That's what <laughs> I, I think say. They call chiefing on a hooter. <laughs> oh fuck! I know that's what I say. Mm-hmm. I don't know what all the kids say. Mm-mm. Say hey, hey, buddy, Ro, let me chief on that hooter with you. <laughs> Roll up one of them hog legs, old timer. One of those crocodile legs. One of those crocodile let's, nails. Uh, let's uh, let's spark a little of that doobage y'all got. Oof. <laughs> well, I think speaking of finales, I think we've reached the end of the, the end of this episode. We've done a great job. To like, not as good of a job as last time. Well, I don't know. But I think we stayed pretty well on task. Mostly. We had a broad topic to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the finales and how they affected us. And I think we, I think everything we talked about, save for that weird British documentary guy you brought up, <laughs> covered that pretty well. Look, David Attenborough is doing just fine without you. Okay. <laughs> There's so many letters after his name. I know. O M C H C V O C B E F R S F L S. He's a British knight of England. British knights, dope tennis shoes. Mm -hmm, I would like to see Big Bad B styling some British knights. Yo, dog. Those promo pictures. Oh, dude! If you try to scuff Big Bad B's BKs, fuck that. Do do not scuff his BKs. Do not. Sean, say the stuff. I don't like ending episodes. So I don't. I don't like finales. It's true you don't. Well, hey, this is the end of this particular show. Um, and if you like what you listen to, tell us why, because we'd like to know. We'd uh, love to fucking know. Check out our other episodes. Uh, as you know, we're going through a little bit of format change. We'd love feedback on Twitter at uh, TTF Network. You can go to our website, ttfnetwork.com. You can support us in a more personal way if you have a couple dollars to spare at patreon.com slash ttf. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash ttf. Or if you would like to like to support us in a cost-free way, you can like, uh, rate or review us on uh, iTunes. And that's it. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody.